After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, they tell you what they know, deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome to the Juice and Mo podcast, our New Year's Eve special, recording this just after the Kings go to Memphis. Oh my goodness. And they slap around the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. What a response. We saw some great defense in the second half against the Hawks in a 23-point comeback win for the Kings. Well, they responded with another nice defensive effort tonight. They held John Morant in check. And in the second half, they only allowed 34 points from the Memphis Grizzlies. And the Kings take on a team that has, wait, one, two, two defensive player of the years? Jaron Jackson Jr. Marcus Smart and put up 123 points. Yes, the Kings win tonight 123 to 92. Demonis Sabonis with his sixth triple double of the season. He had 13 points, 21 rebounds, 12 dimes. De'Aaron Fox with 24. And Malik Monk with 27 points. And the Kings mm. are 19 and 12 at the end of 2023. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends are at Northwest Exteriors. Check out their website, northwestexteriors.com. Morgan Reagan, how are you on this New Year's Eve? This is the way that I wanted to bring in the new Mm. year. What was the game right before Christmas? Was it Celtics? Yes, Celtics, I believe. Maybe, no, there's, then there's sons. But my point is, I remember going into the holidays and not feeling like all that great about the Kings. I get to go into 2024 and go, ah, I love it. Love the last two games that they put, well, not complete games, as in them against the Hawks, but still, they were, they showed so much resiliency, they fought back, they recovered, all those things in that game, and pulled out a win. And then tonight, they demolished a Grizzlies team that started to figure it out a little bit with jaw back on the floor. Now they lost last night to the Clippers and 
I'm right about last night. A couple nope, nights night, ago. Thank you. Two nights ago to the Clippers. And then they had to fly across the country and play at home. Well, I felt like the Kings really just capitalize on what the Grizzlies maybe missed with not being at home. You know, it was, it was uh, a weird scheduling for them. Yeah, it's always tough for you to come back from the West Coast after a long road trip. They probably landed at like 6 a.m. Memphis time. And then had that day, and then they played a game. So it's always tough, but the Kings didn't really care. You know, they've had advantages before they haven't really capitalized on. And tonight, they absolutely did. It was really impressive. The Kings did make some news before the game because they changed their starting lineup tonight. Kevin Herter was questionable going into the game. He was available, but then Mike Brown said, I might be changing the starting lineup, but I'm not telling you because I'm an NBA coach, and uh, if I give that up now, it's going to spill all of our secrets. All the secrets, and every team will make those adjustments to win the game. So Chris Duarte got the start tonight, played 26 minutes, and Kevin Herter came off the bench for the Sacramento Kings. And the Kings just clicked tonight, 51% shooting, 16 of 33 from beyond the arc. The rebounding advantage was 59-34. Memphis had just one offensive rebound in this game, and the Kings put up 123 points in the win. There's so much to go over from this game, but I I mentioned last game after they beat the Hawks, I'm like, could this be like a turning point for this group, right? That... They had a much better second half. And could this carry over and maybe propel them into just playing a better stretch of basketball? For as good as a record has been this year, we've all felt weird about this team. We've all been honest about this team and how they've looked in losses and how they've looked in wins. It's been really bizarre trying to figure out what their identity is. I felt like tonight's game, of course, you're not going to hold teams at 92 points all the time. But I'm just talking about the pure effort, the physicality defensively the balance to the offense. Like, this is how the Kings should play. This is how I envisioned them playing this year. They were locked in. And obviously, it's easier when your shots are falling. And um, they were so efficient with their shot making tonight. But I felt like they were making sure that they were getting some of the best shots out there, too. De'Aaron Fox, he didn't. It didn't matter where the shot was. The shot was going to be the best shot for De'Aaron Fox. Like it was. It was insane when he was showing us early on. Like, oh, here's my range, and oh, I'm going to drain yeah. it. It wasn't his best shooting night this in it this wasn't, game. But. It wasn't. But I'm just talking about to start for him, right? And so you saw that confident level right there from the start for him, just draining it from 35 feet out, wherever. And then for the rest of the team, it was like they started really getting the best shots on the offensive end. I really felt like that's because De'Aaron Fox was such a threat from the inside and the outside early on that all it did was create more focus and awareness on him, which then created the defense to collapse even more or or just pay more attention to De'Aaron, which would just allow a little bit more space on an open three or those paint touches. Like everything was there. The discipline was there for the Kings offense. And I just feel like that is why there was so much efficiency with their shot making. Yeah, I noted at one point in the second half, I believe, Monk was out there with Fox, and Monk was obviously cooking tonight. He was on fire. And Memphis was trying to deny him the ball on the inbound, and De'Aaron Fox is on the floor. I'm like, (laughs) that's scary, right? Like, if if Memphis is locked in on Monk a little bit, what does that mean for Fox? And vice versa. De'Aaron, like you mentioned, setting the tone tonight. I mean, the first three he took 
tonight was a deep one over Marcus Smart buried it. And if he can continue this, as we talked about in the last podcast, what that does for the Kings offense, at some point, teams are going to want to defend him from beyond the arc. And if they start doing that, it's over because he can kill you in the mid-range. He can kill you at the rim. He can kill you at all three levels. Think about if these guys go, shit, we can't go under a screen. We have to navigate, fight through it. Okay, have fun. De'Aaron Fox is already three steps ahead off that DHO coming off of Sabonis, you know, going down the middle of the key. Where's your help? Oh, your help sliding over. Boom. Corner three for Keegan. I mean, that is where tonight I was like, this is what I expected so much more of from this team. And not to just dominate a team like the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm not expecting them to do that every single every single night, but I'm expecting them to play like this, this style of basketball. Yeah, and obviously we'll talk more about the offense, but I think to me the story is the defense tonight. And yes, Memphis did miss some shots. Yes, they oh, did. Yeah. But oh, I thought God. the Kings really did a good job preventing Memphis from getting downhill when John Morant has that pathway to the basket mm-hmm. it's good night I mean he had that one tonight where he tried to jam it on Sabonis that was about to be nasty was that really a foul on Sabonis I thought Ja put his he was hand... in a restricted area and I guess he was there okay. I, I guess yes because he was in a restricted area but Got you're it. right I, I didn't feel like Sabonis really tried to do it, anything and Ja point. put his hand yeah. on Sabonis so I was like wait what okay so anyway John Morant 17 points but seven of those points came at the free throw line. He was four of 12 shooting, two of four from three. The number I was looking at going into this game tonight was the transition numbers. The Kings have struggled at times dealing with teams pushing the pace this year. Like it's, it's, they're so inconsistent. They're either locked in with their transition defense or teams are shredding them. We saw the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. shred them on the second half of back-to-back in Sacramento. Well, since John Moran has returned, the Grizzlies are number one in fast break Jeez. points in the NBA. Tonight, Memphis had seven. Yeah. Seven fast break points. Sacramento had 15. And so that was huge. And I just thought they did a fantastic job throwing different looks at John Morant. They were not going to throw the same look. And Chris Duarte got that task early on. Yeah. Hey, he played some really nice defense. And then if they're running some action, sometimes they send Marcus Smart over to screen for Morant. Well, then De'Aaron Fox has switched on to John Morant. And I think Fox is very comfortable with that defensive matchup too. It's not to take anything away from John Morant. I just think when you're playing a guy like him, you have to be disciplined. Sabonis, I thought, did a great job when he had to come out, maybe on a switch, when John Morant's driving. He's trying to protect the paint, but also worry about Ja digging at the ball and making life more challenging. It was a really, really good defensive effort against John Morant, who has been absolutely money since returning. I I thought, you know, we've talked about how much discipline and efficiency was going down on the offensive end. And that's what we were seeing on the defensive end was just discipline. And that was from, you just mentioned that example about Domas Sabonis and the way that he wasn't just in that drop coverage going, oh shit, Jaw's going to drive into the paint. So like, I'm going to keep backing down, backing down. No, he like kept his feet active, kept his hands active, uh, tried to make life a little bit more difficult and then someone like Chris Duarte you know his moments even on jaw he's someone that we have seen in his minutes this year be a little chaotic right yeah. and and he'll get those fouls and they're, they're deflating one foul tonight for Duarte one foul in this game and by one I mean two but you my point is two 
Very good. I, I was going to say that. Yeah. And that's ex- be, and you're right, though. Two fouls for Chris Duarte. <laughs> Not one, but two. And it is, it's so great to see that he even looked a little bit more disciplined with his game yes. in the way that he was controlling his body on the defensive end and not just flying in there, not just getting frustrated when he wasn't getting a call. I mean, you still see that from him, but I was just so happy um, to see the control from so many of these Kings players on the defensive end. And then, you know, sometimes when we talk about Sabonis, you know, he gets criticized sometimes defensively because he's not a shot blocker. He's not a long player, right? He's not great at protecting the rim. But I've always said, the guy works so hard out there defensively. And sometimes people, when we talk about defender, they ignore the rebounding aspect, defensive rebounds. There was one point in this game, Memphis had 24 rebounds, and Sabonis had 18. Sabonis tonight finished with 21 rebounds, 19 defensive rebounds. That's that's big time that's shit. That's defense. That's defense. That is that is finishing off the defensive possession, executing the defensive possession. And a lot of times too, you know, you talk about him not being a shot blocker. You just think about the way his presence was felt tonight. Going up against Jaron Jackson Jr. too, like those two scary scary big people like they're just huge human beings going after it and they look so strong in there just really pounding the ball going at each other but i thought domas really won that battle tonight on both ends of the floor yeah, 13 points 21 rebounds 12 assists for sabonis uh, he did it in just under 32 minutes in this game he had a triple triple. Excuse me, a triple, triple double. Yeah, a triple triple. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Uh, he had a triple double early in the third quarter. Yes, yes. In the, I mean, in every broadcast is talking about it. Like, oh, he's now tied with like Luka Doncic for most triple du- doubles in this season so far. And it's just, I mean, you hear that name and you connect that, and you're like, wow, that's great. But truly, the triple doubles that this big on this team is getting it's so impactful yeah. especially in these wins um and especially to what this team how this team is successful just a really impressive win for sacramento you know it's it, winning in memphis was going to be significant anyway right but mm-hmm. you know with the way this road trip started in portland an embarrassing loss probably in my opinion the low point of the season taking on yeah i mean a, a Blazers team shorthanded, and you got shredded in that well, game. The defense was... Yeah. And then the way the first half started in Atlanta... Oh, God. I mean, if I just if I just showed you that... Yeah. And then I told you, hey, they're going to be 2-1 and one after this. You think, there's no way. There's no way if I gave you the game and a half between the Portland game and the Hawks game... You'd that you be would like, think who is this team? Exactly. Who is so this I team? just think the response was good. I thought tonight... They played physical. I also think the refs let a lot of shit go tonight. I know they ended up starting, they called more fouls late, but this was a physical game. It was. These guys were going at it on both sides, and the Kings didn't back down, which was impressive to me. <laughs> that's that's the thing that we've seen the Kings, what what's taken them out of their game at times, and that's when domas has become frustrated because he's not getting the calls or you we already mentioned it chris duarte even sometimes in his minutes or De'Aaron fox is looking for the contact rather than trying to actually make the bucket first and you didn't see that just everyone locked in focused it was 
probably one of my favorite wins of this season. And I don't know. I don't know if it's because they just dominated. I don't know if it's because it's New Year's Eve. Um, But like I said, this is the style of basketball that I can only imagine. I mean, I want going into 2024 consistently. Well, I think part of it, too, was it wasn't like, oh, they launched 53s tonight. Mm-hmm. They were 16 of 33. It's just a balance. I think you, you say one of your favorite wins. I think why you liked it so much, this is probably their most complete win. Yeah, on wire both ends. Wire to wire, yep. both ends this season against a team that had been playing basketball, better basketball. You know, John Morant comes back. They won, what, four in a row. Then he missed a game. They lost that game. He, they lost their last game with job back. He was sick against the Clippers, but you know, they're back home. This was the first time that they had a lot of their guys back. I think I saw something before the game. This was the first game this year where Morant, Kennard, Bain, and Marcus Smart played. Yeah. The same in the same time, which yeah. is pretty wild. Well, Luke Kennard and Derek Rose, like this was their first yeah. game back. So it was, um, yeah. So even them, I was like, okay, are you going to see some fresh legs, some fresh sh- shooting? And you started seeing that right in the beginning, right? It seemed like a little bit too much of this shootout that was happening. And the Grizzlies were actually knocking down some of their shots. But um, like we said, the Kings made the adjustments to make sure that they were picking it up defensively. But also if you look across the board too, this is, I think, another reason why I, I love this win. Because we're not talking about Deer and Fox having to score 43 Ooh, points yeah, yeah. to have to get the win. We're That's not, a good point. You know, because there has been so many times this year going, God, if he wasn't on the floor, what would you do? And it felt like with a little bit of everyone's help out there, um, they found this win. I mean, even someone like Harrison Barnes in his 20 minutes having – uh, eight shots, you know, and I say that because sometimes we, we see him out there and he is not even taking a shot and he finished with 11 points. Well, I, the Kings led 70 to 58 at the half and the start of the third is always important, right? Especially when you're up, you're like, you, you want to capitalize on that. Harrison came out had an aggressive take mm-hmm. and hit a three, yes. you know, like your yes. first points, I believe the quarter were, you had HB hitting a three, Duarte hit a three and then HB had the drive too. So, all of a sudden, you turn it into a 19-point game at the 9.45 mark, and Taylor Jenkins is like, I got to talk this shit over. Like, what is happening? And so, you know, Memphis cut it to, I think, 15. You're like, oh, oh, oh what's going to happen? Then the Kings responded again. So it was it was really a, a complete performance by the Kings tonight, and we talk about Fox. Like, you know, if I'm nitpicking, you know, we talked about this last time. The th- he, he is three-point happy right now. He is three-point happy, and he's knocking him down. Tonight, though, he was three of eight, which is fine. Yeah. The, he had one where, like, he had Kennard switched on him. That's one where I'm like, just come oh, attack him. Attack I know him. Exa- Some of these mismatches, like, if you have Kennard on you, I want you to abuse him, take it to the cup. He wanted to. He wanted to. He took, he like, step three back. steps in, and <laughs> yes. then was, he wanted to, like, test it out. He's like, I think he let is, me yeah. just see if I can make this happen. And I'm so with you because right there at that point, I was like, let's keep playing the best basketball. Yep. Let's not, let's not, um, there's no reason to experiment with that at this point because you had an easy layup on Luke Kennard. I, I agree with that, that play, that possession. But what I will say, even as you started talking to me about it, I'm like, no, 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 this guy, you guys, like it's, it's even, you think about the beginning of the year mm. when Keegan Murray was in his offensive slump and he was trying to figure out how to be elite on the defensive end. And we're like, Oh my God, when is he going to figure out how to execute both? Like 
he started to just keep growing and developing right in front of our eyes this season because he kept trying. He wasn't going to like not take a shot just because his legs were tired from what he was doing on the on the defense bend. My point of this being is De'Aaron Fox, he's not just chucking up threes. Sure, that play that we just mentioned with the Luke Kennard, that felt a little bit more like it. Not the smartest play, especially because he could just totally take Luke Kennard to the uh, rack. But, but at the same time, I love and appreciate his confidence right now with his oh shooting. My God, dude. And we're seeing that is truly becoming something special, a special part of his game. And I don't think he's going to just settle all the time and lose sight of what no. he can do, get into the paint. He's going to be able to do both. Just let him experiment and develop. Morgan, this guy is unguardable right now. Yes. This season, he has been unguardable. <laughs> you know, we talk about some of the best one on one players in the game. He's up there. I mean, you think about what Anthony Edwards is doing this year. Mm. Incredible. You know, John Morant, his first few games back has been amazing. Yes. And I think De'Aaron now with the ability to create the threes. I think that's the other thing that I, I want to keep mentioning. It's not like, hey, he's not he's hitting some open threes. It's catch and shoot. There's paint touches and he's mm -hmm. just knocking them down. It's like, no. This I've mentioned this multiple times on the podcast, and I know some people are kind of scoffed at it and made fun of it. Hey, hey, okay, Deuce. The handling, the footwork, there's some Steph Curry in there. I'm not saying he's uh, Steph Curry as an elite shooter yet in the NBA. Do I'm talking not, about, I'm it, saying how he's creating the shot. I know. It's, it's incredible. People get so weird push about dribbles, in, in, step backs. Again, just by using the same mechanics yes. does not mean that you are comparing that the player is that same player, okay? Everyone needs to understand that before they freak out and go, oh my God, but four rings, ah! I'm so with you. It's, if, look back yep. at some of the plays where he is creating his threes and he is splitting the defenders with a push dribble and, mm. and then getting to the ball, bringing it back, step, bop, Perfect, in rhythm, it's beautiful. Deep ones in transition. Yes. yes, go watch them and then compare and let me know what you think. So if you're an NBA team at this point, you're just hoping Fox misses. I mean, that's what it is uh -huh. because, okay, start start defending him. Start running him off the three-point line. You're done. This guy is turning into one of the most unguardable players in the NBA right now because of his ability to hit the three, create his own shot, get to the basket. He can get you in the mid-range. It's disgusting. And then you think about the other end. One of my favorite Fox plays tonight was when he posted up John Morant. And he went to work. He was physical with him, backed him down, turnaround jumper in his face. Doing it all. And I think De'Aaron, you know, look, I think he gets up for some of these matchups too because look, he's heard the noise over the years. He's heard John Morant get yep. a lot of love. Go around the league, name a guard. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yep. It doesn't matter. Like the and I'm not taking anything away from these other players. They're, they're great. They're great. We're talking about all NBA caliber players, but I think he believes he's better than them. Yeah. And I think he thinks he should get more respect around the league. And he, he's backing it up right now. His team is winning. He's putting up massive numbers. He's getting whatever he wants. Well, he's one of the best players in the league right now. It's interesting because it's always there's always something to when you're that far behind and you're you come from a small market like the Sacramento Kings and it's like okay, well get me some wins and we'll talk. Okay, yep. here are your wins. Okay, well. <laughs> actually develop a shot and we'll talk 
okay, here, shot developing. <laughs> like it, it, it's so, it's exactly what you're saying. And it's so exciting to watch right now. Um, believe your eyes. I think some people too, and you talked about this after last game yeah. and you were like, is this real? Like, are these shots real? Is this really like going to be trending in the right direction? I'm like, Believe it. Believe it. Absolutely. He's shooting 40%. I don't know after tonight if he's still, because he was shooting 40.4%. It's right around 40% after tonight. Right around yeah, 40%, yeah. you know, and you just look at that leap even in that uh, category for him, and it's it's something else. And, and then you talk about what he does defensively. Yes. He's competing. He plays with physicality. Tonight, he was afraid to, to check John Morant, you know, and John Morant's not checking him on the other end. You know what I mean? That, I think that those are other things. You know, De'Aaron, his game has just evolved and evolved. He plays with physicality. He decelerates on you in transition. He can blow by you. It, it's big time shit from De'Aaron Fox this year. And it's uh, it's fun because last year he was awesome. And this year it's like there aren't many players better than him right now. Yeah. That's, that's It's pretty cool to say especially when you're talking about the Sacramento Kings, because I, I don't think we've, we've had a lot of times where we were able to say this over the years ever. And especially even if they had the individual talent, it was like, well, there was nothing backing it up with W's. So Fox has now played 25 games. Remember he missed some games with Sacramento. He's still at 40% from three, 40.3% from three on 8.8 attempts. There you go. A game. There you go. Um, someone in the chat, it bounced around. Uh, Patrick Donaldson, what was the Kings record on this day last year? Great question. <laughs> they were 17 and 14 at this point last year after 31 games. This year, they're 19 and 12. So we talk about all the issues yes. that this team still has, some of the flaws this team has, oh some of the injuries they've dealt with this year. It hasn't been smooth sailing for this group. They're 19 and 12. Well, they're 19 and they're winning. They've got a winning record at on the road. They're way better at home this year. It just, it's great. It's good. There's room to grow. There is because after some of these losses, I mean, we're coming on here and we're not talking like this, you know, and it's because the losses have been so horrible. And when I say horrible, it's, it's the style of basketball that they are playing. That is just tough to watch doesn't feel like it's them doesn't even feel like it's an effort thing it just it's like what why aren't you engaged why aren't you focused right now on on what you have been doing so great and something else too we haven't been able to see a lot of consistency with the lineup with obviously injuries and um then some people like for example, Davion Mitchell not seen minutes and Keon Ellis seen minutes. And then uh, Mike Brown switched that up. JaVale McGee seen minutes when Alex Len was still hurt and Alex Len is back. And now JaVale McGee hasn't seen those minutes. So there hasn't been a lot of consistency to these rotations as well. And maybe if health isn't a factor, that's something we can see to keep helping this team find the consistency in winning basketball. So we spent a lot of time talking about Sabonis and Fox. We mentioned Duarte. Talked about the starters. How about the bench for the second consecutive game? Showing up in a big way. Love and, it. of course, it starts with Malik Monk. Morgan, again, another 25-5 and five guy, a game for this guy. Off the bench. He played 21 minutes tonight. He didn't play 30. He rarely plays 30. Malik Monk played 21 minutes and was a bucket. All right. 
He is leading all reserves with 25 and five games this year, 27 points, five assists, five rebounds. He did it on 10 of 13 shooting. He was four or five from beyond the arc, three of three from downtown, and he did not have a turnover. Malik Monk, I, look, there's a lot of... we. What? Emmanuel quickly is a stud. We can even mention that trade later. Sure. You know, now he's in Toronto. And I think he's getting a lot of buzz as like a six man of the year candidate. I don't think there's anybody who plays with the type of impact off the bench around the NBA right now than Malik Monk. He can get buckets on his own. He has momentum shifting plays. He has plays that can suck the soul out of a team. It's in transition. It's pushing. Mm. It's unbelievable alley-oop jams. It's dunking on guys. It's hitting back-breaking threes. And then it's in the two-man game. It's setting up his own teammates. He plays with energy. And when he's not out there, you you feel the difference when he's missed games with the Sacramento Kings. He has been outstanding. I thought he was great tonight. He was better than great tonight. I mean, what? It It was... He had the ball, even toward the end of the game, um... I, when when the Kings were up by a lot, I got a little lackadaisical with watching because I'm like, wow, Morgan was, this game's under rep. No. This where, game's over. I'm this, bored. this is oh. what I would do. I, like, usually when I'm just, like, super locked, I'm watching every single, you know, dribble, dribble, every single dribble up and down the floor. I feel like I would, I would put my head up as soon as, like, the first pass was initiated on the offensive end. And every single time mm. that that ball seemed like it was touching Malik Monk's hand, it was either going into the hoop or another play was being made. I mean, how many assists did you say? he five. He ended up with five assists tonight. And that's, again, in 21 minutes while still scoring 27 points. That's why I'm telling you, it was when he was on the floor, it was like, just magic was yeah. happening. It was so fun to watch. But even at the end, there was one specific play that really got me. Davion was pushing it in Oof. transition and had that alley-oop to Monk. Oh. It looked like it was low. It and was somehow low. somehow Monk still got it and just dunked it down, flying his momentum going forward. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Deuce. Sixth man of the year, like no doubt about it. And, and it's scary because when you have someone that's this good and he's not a starter... It's just scary to think like where his future could go and be and Yeah, but you know what? I, I'm not even there yet. We Good. are thirty one games in and I understand he's gonna be a free agent. I'm not worried about it yet. One, I think he likes playing here. I think there's a lot of season left and who knows what the hell is going to happen. He's playing the best basketball of his career. He's probably having the most fun. This is the most winning he's ever had in his NBA career, and he's part of something special. Oh, and it's yes. not just like, oh, he's on a team where there's special He's playing with one of his best friends in De'Aaron Fox, and he is a huge reason why the Kings are where they are. He was a huge reason last year that they were in the series yeah. with the Golden State Warriors. The guy, as I said early in the season, is first team all confidence. You can't break it. He is going to bring it every single night. Even if the shot's not falling, you know it's not going to stop him from putting in the work. Nope. So I, I just, I really admire what he brings to this team and he was he was really awesome in this game setting the tone leading the team in scoring tonight with 27 and i know we always talk about this with certain people and we go oh when they play with joy like you can feel it it's fun you love it but he truly looks like he is just having so much fun 
out there. And it's not even necessarily with his body language and smiling because he threw it down in transition. It's just like, I don't know, the energy, his aura, whatever he's giving off on the floor when he has that basketball in his hands. It, like I just smile thinking about it. One of the biggest Malik Monk fans, I mentioned this before, is in our Discord, Daniel. Yes. He's followed Monk everywhere, but now he's in Sacramento, so he's digging it, right? Like, he's really, Love he's it. always there pumping up Malik Monk. Mm -hmm. Loves the guy. He mentioned, like, today before the game, and I know they highlight on the broadcast, that Malik always has a ton of family and friends go to Memphis yes. for this game because he's from Arkansas. And they were there, 70-plus people, I believe, Mark Jones said on the broadcast. Yeah. And then after the game, there was a video of him giving his shoes to a kid. It made me cry. Did, oh, it made you cry. I, I cried on the couch. Really? Yes. Why did that hit you? Dude, you the kid started bawling. The kid, the kid was... I didn't see that. I didn't oh, know. Oh, oh my God. Champagne, please. I am talking. I know, but I just need a little more champagne. <laughs> Shout out to my guy, so Swag, rude in the chat doing. in our Discord, by the way, who just was... Showing a little cheers as he watches Night Aww. Chat. Everyone right now watching us live on Night Chat, New Year's Eve edition, thanks for being here. Cheers, cheers. to you. Hopefully you're enjoying this. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We're also going to be taking some Discord calls later on uh, to talk about this last year of Sacramento Kings basketball. As we reflect tonight, it's going to be a party. We're having a good time talking about this game. Tyler in the chat says, I cried too yeah. when Monk did that. Dude, the kid couldn't stop crying. And like, it, it, he was just crying into his mom and oh, just so wow. happy. Yeah. And he couldn't stop. And I could just feel it. Because I was like, you just, you think, he was wearing a Monk jersey. Like, wow. he was a Monk fan. And it was just such a cool moment. Ugh. You know, I think that's, it's one of the most underrated things. Athletes, like, I, I think some get it for sure. They understand the impact. Yeah. But that kid yep will never forget that moment never i'll never forget some of the times i met nba players i didn't have an experience like that i remember being at the old incredible universe in the Thomas that eventually turned into a fries it's probably 1995 mahmoud abdul raouf was with the sacramento kings and he was doing an autograph signing my uncle scott took me there <laughs> i think mahmoud was like i don't know an hour and a half late but guess what I'll never forget getting his autograph, and I still have it to this day. Wow. Yeah, or standing in line at JCPenney. Shout out to my late grandma who took me there because John Barry and Lawrence Funderburg oh, were signing there. So cool. I got a little stuffed Kings basketball signed by John Barry and Lawrence Funderburg. Wow. Those moments stick with you as a child. Or when, it, like, 2001, 2002, the Kings, Vlade Divac and Peja Stojakovic, they were doing a toy drive at Tower Records. Yeah. And I went. And if you donate a toy, you got a free autograph. The line was miles long. Um, anyway, they they weren't there long enough, right? But they took down names, and they sent me an autograph in the mail, Vlade and Peja. Side note on that, Vlade actually handed me a, a cheeseburger. I, I don't know if he thought I was like an orphan kid, but he had a whole bunch of McDonald's with him, and he handed me like a, a cheeseburger Did while I was in line. Yeah. <laughs> but those moments stick with you. Forever. Yes. Forever. You know it's so funny. I never I didn't have many I didn't have any. Cheers to everyone too. Oh, We're look seeing. at the this Discord. Is so cool. Our Discord right now is sharing pictures of them watching our night chat. You guys are so cool. Thank you. Um yeah, as a kid, I I never I I never heard about those events or went to those events, but it's funny cuz even my sister did. She went to like a Toyota or something and like got a signature from Vlade or someone. Wow. Yeah. 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 And, and, oh, and that was, that was for her too. Like she 
became a Kings fan because of that yes. interaction or yes. whatever happened. And then obviously watching the Kings and Mike Bibby hitting a big shot was like her next thing. It's cool what these moments and then obviously having those interactions can actually do for the rest of your life. Wow. Yeah, we I went know. off on a little bit of a tangent yeah, there. We, did. we just talked about Malik Monk's impact, not only on the court, but with the youth of America. All right, let's talk more about the bench, Morgan Reagan, because that was not the only member of the bench. Who do you want to go to next on the bench? Because I could talk all day about the other guys. You um, pick one. Pick one I want to talk about. It. Let's you know go. what? Let's, let's go. I'm fired up. Yeah, no, I calm down. Um, let's go to Kevin Herter next, just because he had to come off the bench and not be in the okay, and, or okay. and not be a starter. It was how is he going to react? What is he going to do? He was fine. And, and I yes. He had a couple of nice moments defending John Morant. Here's my thing with Kevin Herter, big picture wise with him. I'm big on track record. This guy has been in the NBA what six years now. He's been a 39% three-point shooter in his career. He is having probably the worst stretch of his career right now. Yes. Okay. But I trust the track record. And I, I hope this can be, I don't know if this is a temporary move by Mike Brown to put Duarte in the starting line because of how he played defense. Whatever it is, I hope this can get Kevin Herter going because I don't believe Kevin Herter is the type of player that's playing basketball this year. Like I believe he's a guy from last year and the year before that in Atlanta. I think he is a good player in this league. He's not perfect by any means, but that is a tough adjustment tonight to, to, to come off the bench. I thought he had some solid moments out there. Yeah. He's still not knocking down the shot. A couple that were short, but he had, what, nine points in 16 minutes. But, I mean, as a starter, the last couple of games, he was getting pulled because he yeah. wasn't doing the right thing. Yeah. So, that's why, I guess that's my point. It was nice seeing, like, in that role tonight, he was doing the right things. He came out um, and just played solid, good basketball. So, Kevin Herter was one. And then we can just go... Because I can tell you're really excited. Let's go to Trey Lyles. Obviously, what he adds Trey from everywhere. I'm a Trey Bay. Instant impact. The guy comes in right away, knocking down threes. And Trey Lyles oh is finally starting to get into a better, better rhythm. He had 12 points. He had three rebounds, and he did it in 19 minutes. Four or four shooting, three or three from beyond the arc. Yeah, the guy hits the timely threes, and I love what he brings off the bench. I think the guys, obviously, I was most excited about tonight off the bench, Malik Monk. Alex yes. Lynn. Yes. Alex Lynn. I Yes. I think we all like we're like, oh, I think the Kings do miss him. The way he's playing right now, I'm going, the Kings really, really missed him while he was out. What a force he has been off the bench, deterring shots at the rim, contesting, Zero rebounding. Points. He's tipping shots out. Mm -hmm. He's tipping back rebounds all the time. Yep. Alex Lynn. You talk about productivity, Morgan. He had productivity. He, I know I said that funny. Uh, he had he played twelve minutes tonight. Uh huh. He had eight rebounds, four offensive rebounds in this game. Yeah, it's love what he brings. That's it. I mean, that's why I mentioned zero points because it's it wasn't about him contributing as like an offensive force. It was him doing all the other things. Yeah, and. Since the beginning of this year, he has been doing all the other things at such a high level, and it has made such an impact, and that's why when he went down, it was felt. 
it was really felt. Um, obviously, I think more so because when JaVale McGee would go in, there was just a lot of mistakes that were being made. And he was asked to do more than what I think his role really needs to be on a team like this. But Alex Len, fantastic job playing in those 12 minutes, like you said, getting those nine rebounds um, and just being just being a force on both ends of the floor making guys have to battle his presence being felt if they were coming into the paint. Great job. Davion Mitchell. Another- Davion Mitchell tonight. I, I am so happy for him. Same. And look, this is what's tough about an NBA season, right? When you're kind of the guy that's maybe a fringe rotational guy, like Davion is at this point. So is Keon Ellis. Yep. Keon had some nice moments. Keon wasn't, Keon was supposed to play against the Hawks. Mike Brown said, you know what? I'm putting him in. I'm putting Davion in and see what he can do. He impacted things. He came into t- tonight's game and impacted things. Not only what he did defensively, just playing physical. But man, do I just, I just feel like he's being like ultra decisive. Like he is eight points in four dimes tonight for him in this game. That- he also had two rebounds in 14 minutes of action, four, four shooting. The one layup on the left side and he had to like, throw it up backwards and it still went in for him. Um, It was luck, but it was one of those things where he still stayed as in control as he could be when he was going full force down in transition. And then obviously, uh, what was it? Was it one or two other layups? I think it was for him, whatever. It was just the way that he was getting into the paint. His handles look sharp and you're right. He was making a quick decision. He wasn't getting into the paint going, oh shit, do I shoot it now? Now that so many arms and guys are around me? No, he was making quick decisions and I love, I love that he, I don't know. It seems like he has been really making sure that is some a point of emphasis in his game. I think you mentioned this maybe a couple of games ago that you were like, you know what I like that Davion's doing right now is he's not playing and he is talking to Keon Ellis, yes. encouraging him, helping him out. And I know we all think it's, well, I don't know if we all do, but I think some could argue this whole like all-in poster that Mike Brown has for his team that they all signed before the season can be corny, right? Like, sure. Are we all in? Sign it, you know? Like, of course you're going to sign it. Can you imagine being the one guy like, hey, I don't, do I have to? Like, every, of course you're going to sign it. But my point is, I feel like they do embrace it. So we That's can, what I'm saying. I can call corny, but they embrace it. Yeah. Dude, so, just hear me out. Okay. Davion Mitchell, it, it's not easy not playing. Right. When you go, this team sucks defensively, I'm one of the best on-ball guys on mm-hmm. this team, I should be out there. And then you're not playing. You didn't really have an impact in Game 7 against the Warriors. Your role this year has been up and down. You worked all offseason on your game. And now, Keon Ellis, a two-way guy. Excuse me. Gross. I'm drinking champagne. Yeah, but, like, take a breath then, huh? You're A two-way guy in Keon Ellis is playing ahead of me. This guy's not pouting. This guy is, is helping. being a good teammate. He's helping. And then when his name is called randomly, Random. when maybe he doesn't even know he's playing, he comes in there and he's bringing it. And so I give a huge credit to Davion Mitchell for staying ready. It speaks volumes to the professionalism. Same with Duarte. Duarte goes from not playing to now he is starting tonight. This shit's not easy, all right? You think about it being an NBA player and how – Mentally, mentally taxing it can be when you're going through struggles yes. and you're not playing to go out there and 
be ready when yeah. your name is called. That's big time shit. And two things. Two things. Uh, Chris Duarte, I did a one-on-one with him, King Central, and one of, and I told you yeah. right after I did it, one of my favorite things that he said was, this is the most fun I am having playing basketball and I am not even seeing playing time. This was literally before he was a DNP, DNP, DNP. And he is saying, I have so much fun. And I know I'm still being a part of this team and making an impact if if I'm down there on the bench and I'm cheering for my guys and I am doing, and they all, that is what all in is for them. And that's what it means. And, or part of what it means. And, you know, the corny thing or whatever, it's, it's funny because maybe I just don't see it like that because I played on teams. But here's my thing. Cause I go, if we had something for the podcast, if we're like, all right, Deuce and I have an all in contract, like, Hey, we have to make sure we're focused going in. You and I would be locked in to our sure. contract while everyone else would be like, what the shit is that? But my point to that is it, that to me is something like a signing an all in thing. You don't traditionally think about that as an NBA player. That's like a college. high school yeah, yeah. or a college okay, thing. Fair. And, and so NBA guys who are getting paid guaranteed money going, yeah, that, no, but that's in that's yeah. culture. And that yep. is what Mike Brown has brought from day one. And it's like, that is what makes it so different. I was talking to someone uh, earlier today within uh, the Memphis Grizzlies organization, Whoa. whatever. Whoa. I mean, what? I mean, they do like media stuff, whatever. Morgan was talking to John Morant. I was talking to John Morant. Desmond Bain. And too? we were just talking about. They were talking about like, oh, it just hasn't been as fun lately with, you know, like the type of basketball, but it's great that Jaws back, blah, blah. And they were just talking about media and guys coming out and guys not showing up and how Jaw Moran is showing up for pressers and media scrums and all these things. And other guys are kind of like being lazy about it, whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's not on them. That's on the culture. That's on people above them making it a standard um and holding them accountable like win or lose you got to get your ass out there and talk you got to be a pro and i feel like with this king's team ever since it's been mike brown you don't even have to there hasn't been anything like that and you remember the old days with the kings there was a lot of that stuff to worry about i don't think about those times got it not anymore morgan who would be your Rock and Soul player of the game. Malik Monk. Malik Monk without hesitation. I put that poll question to the YouTube chat. Shout out to everyone hanging out with us on New Year's Eve. Cheers. It's actually past midnight on the East Coast right now. 903-1203. Happy New Year! Happy East Coast New Year! Cheers. 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 We need some more champagne. Oh my God. Whoa. Someone. Wow. 2023 back East, huh? How about the 20, Kings? It's 2024 back east. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you're right. 2024. How many times are you going to do that? I don't know. Too many times. Mm. 2024, dude. Is that crazy? It is crazy. Um, I put that poll question in the chat. Yeah. Who is your player of the game? The options, Sabonis, Fox, Munker, everyone. That defense, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh. The... People have spoken. They say Malik Monk. 37% of people voted for Malik Monk. 30% voted for everybody, that defense, baby. 29% for Damanis Sabonis with his six triple-double. And then De'Aaron Fox with 4%. Well, Morgan says Monk. The people say Monk. What about Deuce Mason, who does... Yeah. He's part of the actual selection committee, the one-person committee who selects the the <laughs> Rock and Soul player of the game. 
What did you do? Oh, nope, God that's the dang wrong it, one. dude. That's the wrong one. What about Deuce You Mason? might need help, one person committee. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. I love that photo so Malik much. Monk, 27 points, five assists, five rebounds, a 10 of 13, shooting four or five from beyond the arc. Oh, um, what a he's gem. our rock and soul player of the game. Rock and soul diner. I might have to go there tomorrow for a little breakfast. Let me tell you. <laughs> and you can know what's great about it. I could sleep in and go get breakfast at one 30 at rock and soul all at day. And S in Sacramento all day, baby all day. And if you guys ever want to go during a Kings game, you should home or away. They have 50% off appetizers, 50% off drinks during away games. Wow. And for home games, if you are going to the Kings game, go between four 30 and six 30 and show your tickets. You get 25% off your entire bill. Love it. Appreciate it. Rock and Soul Diner, go there before a game or just go there whenever. They're awesome. Local business supporting the Do Some Mo podcast. All right, Malik Monk. I did want to show you this picture because the picture we showed was Malik Monk for the audio people, him hanging on the basket after a dunk. And what's great about this photo, I'm going to try my... Oh, I'm yes. Gonna, I'm going to go to a second screen here to okay. show this. So this is the photo of Malik Monk hanging on the basket, okay? How cool is that photo, So right? cool. Love it. But if you zoom in on this photo... See if I can oh, do this I'm right. I'm not gonna let you. Um, here, let me. Man, look at this, this guy right here. <laughs> this guy's face. This Memphis Grizzlies fan, straight face, just looking at like, are you kidding me? I'm sitting second row tonight, and, and this, this dude, is what I get. This dude is hanging on the damn basket. Are <gasps> you kidding me? If you went this, to, this woman is pissed too. If this is the game you went to for New Year's Eve, like, and you're about to go out, I mean. That deflates your energy. <laughs> Everything. Everything. It's amazing. That's great. It's so amazing. Um, uh, let's see here. Also, hey, if you're in the live chat and you want to hop in our Discord, you can join Discord. It's discord.gg slash deuce and mo. If you go into the night chat lobby, we'll take some calls in a bit because we want to go over with the chat and with callers too if anyone wants to hang out it's fine we don't need you uh we're gonna go over some of the top moments of 2023 when it comes to the king some of our favorite moments Ooh. uh we also should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our friends over at northwest exteriors we're at the end of the year i'm just gonna be real honest with you about something uh, what <laughs> i appreciate some of these businesses like rock and soul diner Aww. northwest exteriors sharif jewelers tr reagan yeah isak fitness these businesses, they 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 advertise the tr traditional way too, but Northwest Exteriors, who's like they're on NBC Sports California, and they partnered with us because they saw what we were doing with the podcast. And the they saw the numbers. We have. Yes, and it's great. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we thank them so much. If you're looking to get new windows in 2024, you got those single pane windows. Use Northwest Exteriors. They're local. They don't subcontract. They got a showroom in Rancho Cordova. You can check out all the windows. It's amazing. We got some done in the studio. It's been a game changer. No, I highly recommend them. They're Kings fans too. Yeah, especially for the new year. Yep. If you're just like, what is it about my house that I possibly want to change? Maybe it's your windows. And just get a free quote. That's what I keep telling people. I'm like, just give them a call. Get a free quote. You don't have to go through with it, but at least you know, oh, this is the direction that I want to go if this is the changes I want. Yeah. And, of course, they've got the best jingle ever. Simply the best. Trust Northwest. You're so good at that. Thank you so much. Uh -huh. 
Uh, Morgan, should we do the moment of the game too? Might as well do the moment of the game before we start reflecting back because I'm in reflection mode in a second with yeah, the chat. Yeah, you are. I love talking to the chat. Just loves a reflection mode. Um, okay, Sharif Jewelers moment of the game. You know, one of the most popular times to propose is around the holidays. Yep. But you know what? You can also do it in the middle of January. Go to Sharif Jewelers. They got everything you need. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, although it might be December, you can literally propose at any time. Yep. And truly, I now that I've experienced everything at Sharif Jewelers, I'm like, oh, no, it's the place to go, whether it's fine jewelry or you're a watch connoisseur or you're just trying to figure some things out if you even like this type of stuff. Just go check it out. They're local. They're the great... There's some of the greatest people I have ever met, and I'm not even kidding. And every time, you can also get their world-famous coffee that they give oh, you every time. Dude, it's so good. One. Two, one of my favorite things about the Sharif Jewelers family. Yeah. Someone from the family is at one of their stores at, at all, all times. times. So check them out. All right, Sharif Jewelers moment of the game. A couple of people mentioning Monk donate giving the shoes not donating <laughs> donating the <laughs> shoes to the kid like he was in a shoe drive uh giving the shoes to a kid um that's so cute. that's a tough one why what what's your i you know what that deer and fox like that's the one the fox on jaw <laughs> yeah. the fox Wait, posted no on jo- i oh. had the three i even have the like that confident three on smart early on it's and it's crazy because we made malik monk our player of the game but it's just that those moments for me were like, oh yeah, it's there's something happening here. I my moment would be, and I like the Fox three to start the game, the deep mm-hmm. three over Marcus Smart, the confidence. My moment would be him posting up John ja Morant, turn around jumper, yeah. boom. Oh, that's there's Nick. In the <laughs> no, Nick, Nick, Nick wait, wait, we'll get to you in a second. That was Nick checking in. Nick, we'll get to you in a second. <laughs> my goodness. Um, in the chat moment of the game from be grateful says Mike Brown joining the two man trap from the sideline was an excellent three man trap. That was hilarious. Mike Brown was so fired up as the defensive coach to see his team being locked in defensively trapping using right. Using the sideline yeah. as that third defender yep. a little trap on. He was coming over to help trap too. Yeah. He wanted to be in the game in that moment. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, that's mine. Mine is the, the, the long ball three De'Aaron for it just, it was early. It was an I'm effing nice, like early moment in my opinion. I loved it. You know, Will Z had a stat tonight too. He said every single Kings player tonight, uh, in the plus minus category, we're all positive. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm going to put that everyone plus on plus minus. All right, there you go. Team win. Team, team win. win, baby. That was a team win, guys. Love it. Love it. That's a Shreef mo- uh, Jewelers moment of the night. Dude, cheers to everyone that keeps in the Discord, keeps sending their photos, watching the show, cheersing. You're all just amazing. So cool. You know what else is amazing? What? We were looking back at where the Kings are at in 2023. The calendar year of 2023, any guesses on how many wins they had, regular season wins they had in the calendar year of 2023? Mm. You're probably going to be bad guessing this. Yeah. I put you in a tough spot. 
The Kings in the calendar year from January 1st to tonight, December 31st, 48 and 31. Wow. Yeah, I would have. 48 and 31. <laughs> That's really good. And I know I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. I got to take a tinkle. Too much champagne. You're raising your hand. Don't wake the dog, dude. Seriously? Oh, my God. Whatever. Nick, don't be laughing over there. I see you smiling way too big because it's Tinkle Time for Deuce. And no, I'm not singing a Tinkle Time song. Um, <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad some other people started guessing that number two and were also way off. So that's why I do not guess. And earlier, I saw someone say, make Morgan guess military time. Nope. I don't do time. I don't do time well. I just don't do it. And yes, Brian, it's called, we have labeled it as Tinkle Time. And it could be a sponsored element if he keeps this up. Um, what a great last 12 back, months I'm back, I'm back. of Kings basketball. I mean, yeah, it's been pretty life-changing for a lot of Kings fans and for this organization, obviously. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Well, let's talk about that. I want to go over this. The chat, this is your time to to pop in. Same with Discord, too. If you're at discord.gg slash deuce and mo. Favorite moments from 2023. I wrote down a whole bunch tonight. And so I'm curious. Let, 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 how about you start? Your favorite moment, Kings-wise, from 2023. Favorite moment, game one. Wow. Playoffs, Kings, Warriors. That was the first one I listed. And really? I think it's yeah, because you think about how long we all waited. I was at the Kings' last playoff game in 2006. The Kings were playing the Spurs game six. I was working as, I think I was 17 at the time, 17 years old, Del Campo High School. I was working at KFC A&W. You're an old person that has told this exact story yeah, so many times, and you're like 35 years old. And if you know anything about this, if you know anything about the business, Morgan, there's some people who have never heard this story before. Correct. Yeah. So I, no, I, and I think it's I. Honestly, so you're ruining no, my no. flow right now. You're ruining my flow. <laughs> Just let me. Can I tell my story? I think it's really sweet and old, and it's, it's like it's not old. I, I, I already, you know what it is? It's egotistical for you to assume that people have heard this story before. We've got so many more oh. people that listen to us now that mm. listened to us at this time last year. Got it. So but start the story, I, please. So but I was at the Kings' last playoff game in 2006. All right, Rick Alman's final game as head coach. I sat in the upper level, bought my one ticket. I actually went with some friends, too. 
It's on the upper level. And you just knew it was like this was the end of like an era. I didn't think it was going to be 16 years. But that game won, as you mentioned, Morgan. It was beyond special. Who could forget 25, 30 minutes before tip-off? Everyone's standing, going crazy. I remember walking outside before the game because it was an early afternoon game. And I'm like, I'm Doko was packed. But feeling, I get chills thinking about that moment inside the arena, 25, 30 minutes before the game. The place is rocking. During the game was awesome. And they won game one. De'Aaron Fox's first ever playoff game, and he dominated. It was beyond special. Agreed. That, yes, that whole evening of not even just basketball. Like, that's what's cool. It's like, oh, that memory of, of basketball, them winning, um, the crowd, all those things. But I felt like everything else that night was just so special as well. It was one of my favorite times, honestly. And it's crazy, too, because in that series, we made new friends well you know what's funny that was gonna be one of my favorite things that happened this year was what it's crazy that winning basketball and playoffs led to friendships that i will cherish forever with these people within our podcast community and our discord and then we met like you know kendra andrews who you guys might know might know she works at espn awesome one of our favorite people anna she does some stuff in the NBA I love it. behind the scenes. One of the best people ever. Maddie, who used to cover the Warriors in San Francisco, moved to Michigan. We met all these people and it led to like late nights in this series. And we built like friendships. We have a group text to this day. And it's like, it's amazing how sports, a game of basketball can bring people together. Yeah. And that would not have happened if the Kings did not make the playoffs yeah so, so anyway game one awesome thank you kings for winning and making me some new friends that was the top of my list love it also put your stuff in the chat people we'll get to some of them my next one i put airport after the kings clinched oh, yes. in portland they had two games in portland they flew back home i'll never forget i was like morgan i think i'm gonna go out there after the podcast and i went out to the airport and seeing hundreds hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Kings fans late at night at the airport Mm -hmm. just to greet the team. Insane. As they landed in Sacramento. I did not go. You just don't see that in other places. I did not go, but then hearing the stories after and then obviously seeing all the footage, I was just like, oh my God, I had a little bit of FOMO. Yes, absolutely. One of my moments? Yeah. (laughs) The playoff beam. The beam that was lit, and it was the night that the Kings clinched the playoffs. Yeah. And it was an away game, so it was right before the airport. I think it was... Yes. Was it in Portland? We went out. There are people popping champagne at Golden One Center. That was before. before. Yeah, that was that night. We went out before night chat, went to Golden One Center. The beam was out there. Kings fans, and this is why this fan base is special. I know every NBA fan base goes, we have the best fans ever. Look... It is rare to have a connection, like a, a team has a connection with the city that we see in Sacramento. And it's special. It's a one sports town. It's a small city. And to go out there with Morgan and see oh my God. a whole bunch of people out there in front of the arena because there's a beam up in the sky and because the Kings clinched a playoff spot, yep. popping champagne and chanting light the beam, taking pictures. It was one of 
the favorite moments I've ever had. For yeah, because sure. and, and I, f- I feel like, especially you and I, with a lot of post-game duties that yeah. we have, we don't get to see the beam That was the, the first time. time I ever saw the beam in person. Same. And yeah. it was, it was like, up close and personal the first time. And I remember just being like, wait, this is the best first time ever. Man. That's funny. Uh, in the chat, Kate says, going to game one hung over from going to the Deuce and Mo live show and then crying during the intro video. Oh! On a personal level, for those who don't know, we did a Deuce and Mo live show the night before the NBA playoffs. Let me hit rewind for a second. We had this idea to do a live show, and we went, ah, what kind of venue are we going to get? We settled on a place that held about 150 people, and we were honest. We were like, look, we'll make... Tickets affordable for sure. No. We just want to get people in there. And also, we were like, hey, if we could sell it out by that night, that's a win. That's a win. Yeah. We were like, we were like, hey, a few weeks ahead, we'll try and sell it out. Um, 150 people. Not just again, not knowing who wants to come out to right. a live show. And we end up losing money on these tickets and everything because we had to buy the <laughs> venue and stuff, but we didn't want tickets to be expensive for yeah. people. So anyway, we the tickets went on sale on a game. We It was a day in which we were doing an NBA G League game in Sacramento. It was Stockton yep. Kings taking on Mexico City. I remember Yes, the tickets went live at like 10 a.m. And I was like, all right, they're live more. I'm going to check to see how they're doing. And I'm then I checked Twitter and everyone's like, oh, I can't get them. And I'm like, wait, technical difficulties? Yeah. And they sold out in 10 minutes. I went. Under 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it was just. Then the live show itself was just an experience I'll never forget. It was one of my favorite moments of my professional life because it was like the night before this emotional time, I'm surrounded by all these Kings fans. We're all Kings fans. We all love the same it, things. We all It felt like, a, like, yeah, the night before a wedding. That's what it felt like. Yep. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was, that was, I think experiencing that with everyone there, it was, you know, obviously listeners, friends, family, and just like so many people that wanted to celebrate the Kings going and, and making the playoffs. Yep. And in that first playoff game, it was like Christmas Eve. Um, it was really freaking cool. In the chat, David says the scene in Portland when we clinched was incredible. I was running up to and hugging complete strangers who were Kings fans. It was incredible. That's yeah. so cute. That was so cool. David also says I got COVID from that game. Was it worth it? Well, you're here, so I guess it was. I love my life. Says I love the airport. I stayed up to watch it on YouTube and TV. I'm in the Eastern Time Zone. Oh wow. yeah, I went, I went live on YouTube that night. Uh, Richard says next live show should be at Crest. Plenty of seats, and no one will be left out this time. Yeah, we, we, we've definitely talked about this. Uh, Scott says, I've said this before, but if we are talking about a singular moment, not a lasting feeling, I still think it's Fox's three in Chicago. And it's his, com- his kind comment after. Yes, I had that. That was my next one on my list. I was going to say. De'Aaron Fox in Chicago, game winner. The Kings with that win were 41 and 27. It was the confidence in which he took the shot like he's shooting now. Uh-huh. And he said, I'm fucking nice. Yep. And the Kings that night. 41 and 27. And you know what? What else happened that night? We had a night chat. Okay. And do you know what happened that night? No. It was the debut of a hit song. That night was that song? That night was that song. (laughs) I don't know if I really... Come on, Morgan. Do you remember this? I think... Did I start too late? 
Yes, I think you might. Okay, yeah, no. do it again. You want me to do it again? I it, think. Let's I pretend I, that the whole setup wasn't there. It was the debut of our favorite song. We were oh, don't you dare look down. Can't you see that gleam? It's a lit up town. I said, shut up and light the beam. This laser is a king's hand stream. They said, ooh, shut up and light the beam. Yes. All right. Oh, yes. Woo! Happy New Year's Eve, everybody. <laughs> We're a victim's losing game. In the most dark and depressing ways A joke of the league, it was a shame Oh, we were bound to see the laser Bound to see the laser Mike Brown took charge I don't know how it happened He took the floor and he said Oh, don't you dare look down Can't you see that gleam? It's a little uptown I said, shut up! Light the beam. This laser is a king's fan's dream. They said, Ooh, shut up and light the beam. Ooh, happy New Year's Eve. Your voice. 2023. How we doing? With my voice, it works. Shut up and light the beam. It's beautiful. Oh, you want me to keep going? Yes, I do. Here we go. Mike Brown took charge. I don't know how it happened. He took the floor and he said, Oh, don't you dare look down. Can't you see that gleam? It's a lit up town. He said, Shut up and light the beam. This laser is the king's fan's dream. They said, Ooh, shut up and light the beam. 2023 in the books. Bring on 2024. Woo! Oh. So you know the My friend took charge. I don't know how it happened. They took the board. They said, "Okay." Oh, that was fun. I missed that. For how many times we've sung that song? You over there? Oh, I see you. You're singing the song how I used to sing songs in Japanese class. You don't know all the lyrics. <laughs> no, you don't. Test me. I'll do it by myself. <laughs> okay. Start it. Ready? Go. We are victims losing. No, no, games. no. Oh, don't you dare look down. Oh, don't you dare look down. Okay. Can't you see the gleam? That gleam. That gleam. It's a lit up town. Shut up. No, and- I said. Said, you got to get the lyrics in there. I said, shut up and light yeah, the beam. Yeah, but I worry about my lines. I just say shut up and light the beam. Okay, you so do, keep you're going. The shut up. And- okay, so I said, shut up and light the beam. <laughs> we were. We were victims losing games in the most dark and depressing ways. Uh, keep going. This is, I knew it. Okay. <laughs> 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 What's the next line? The start of it. Give me the start of it. Give me the start of the line. <laughs> a joke of the league, the it was, was a shame. shame. Oh, we were bound to see the laser. Bound to see the laser. Mike Brown took your charge. I don't know how it happened. They took the form and said, Oh, don't you dare look down. Can't you see that gleam? It's a sword. No. A sold out crowd. You know, it's I, a litter. I, you know it's what's a- so funny? Because in the original... My original lyrics, I put a sold-out crowd. That's why it's stuck in my head. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. 
And then I, I fucked with your lyrics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I'm dead. I did. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys being here. So that was one of my favorite moments. Fox in Chicago. And then the, that was the debut of Shut Up and Light the Beam. I looked that up today. Oh, I hate that you just put that on me. Oh. You know what's funny? Because I hate just singing that song for like, because it was so, it was so special and nice. Like when we sang it and you could just feel the emotions. Where like here it's, oh, they're making me do my best hits on karaoke now, you know? Well, you know, if we do another live show, like that's part of it. Although, oh, no, 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 no. If we do a live show. We're doing another live show. But, okay. All right, you're right. So when we do a live show, that is part of it. But that is not part of it. The, I will be very little of it. We are getting a choir. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We are getting Spoiler. a. Shh. We're not talking about the youth choir. Shh. <laughs> Shout out to um, everyone in the chat right now. We're making it hella dramatic. Uh, swag in the chat says, my four-year-old is pumped right now. This oh, is awesome. That's so cute. Oh, man. Oh, my God. You guys. Um, other moments I had. They had the live show when the whole crowd was singing it. Can I just say? That was so cool. Yeah. I, that I... I felt After like a that, pop star. Oh my God. It was amazing. It was amazing. For one moment. Okay. This was fun tonight. This has been fun. We're not done. Uh, I have put Fox's three point shooting on my list of top things in 2023. Uh huh. We, we've talked about that a lot. Next one I put 2023 Kings Clippers 176 175. One of the best games in NBA history. Unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> Did you forget? Yeah. For a second, I'm like, wait, which one was that? Yes. That game was so much fun. The We're Kings getting down double digits multiple times throughout that run and fighting back. Malik Monk hitting big shots. Uh, I think some bonus fouled out at one point. Fox was incredible. It was one of the most explosive offensive displays from both teams I've ever seen. And the Kings found a way to win. On the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Were we doing that game on NBC? No. Okay. I wish. Okay. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, Roger says Fox and Monk okay. post-game. Yes. After that. Yes. Remember? Yep. It was, Um. it was, they were saying something about, uh, something about confidence or the team or something. It was, it, oh, man, no, thank no, no, you no. for looking I, it up. Okay, I am thank you. Playing this yes. shit because it was so good. One of the best moments of 2023. Yes. This is Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox after that uh, win in LA against Clippers. Thoughts about Westbrook or was it thoughts about us? All, All of it. The combination collectively. Who's over there? Yeah, we ain't worried about that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, man. We here. We you here. See, you see the league, the talent in this league. There are a lot of talented teams. Obviously, he added talent to this team. Um, but we come in, we worry about us. We're here too, though. We're coming at everybody. We're here, though. We're coming at everybody. I got chills. Look at this. It was, oh. it was, what, that? Great one, Roger. It was so fun, too, because it's like the words that they were saying there, and like when Fox is saying, I'm fucking nice, and all those things. You you didn't feel like it was ever for show. Mm. You felt like, oh, they are backing this up. Yeah, Ugh. I feel like me and you have one of those moments after a podcast. You know, we're all fired up about how good we we're doing and the growth, and we're like, yeah, we're here. We don't. You think we care about Bill Simmons, Ryan Rosello? Actually, think, you think we care about the low posts? You know, that's still the background of my phone, yes, right? I know. Top sport, port, top 
sports podcast in the U.S. Uh, it's not that I ever care about being the top, but there's no female-led or even oriented podcast in the top 10 in sports podcasts. So yep. hashtag goals. Goals. Okay, so that was a great moment. Yes. One happened not too long ago. Keegan Murray's 47-point game, 12 threes. Magical. Magical being in that building for that game. Morgan was not at that game. She was watching. Yeah, you didn't go to the Keegan Murray 47-point game? Or, do you not remember? Yeah, no, what? I was just thinking. Why, okay. well, let me process. Let my brain, <laughs> let just, my brain like, click, click, click. It was like a couple weeks can ago. I, can I, let, you I need, <laughs> You know, it's funny. Wait, why wasn't I? Oh, I was packing for Orlando. That's why I wasn't at that game. Okay, yes. Click, click, click amazing yes i just the energy it was I like know. it would not stop you're like oh my god this guy's two away from the nba record what is happening deuce asked uh, me he goes he goes uh are you did you have fomo not being there i'm like no i didn't have any or i didn't or do you have any regrets not going and i was like no regrets but i did have fomo that was it the next one i had king's nets the tnt game earlier well that actually doesn't count no that was 2022 Cross that out. My bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, Whoa, you don't remember that? I remembered it right away after I acknowledged it. The last moment I wrote down, game six. Oh, my God. Kings against the ropes. They go to San Francisco, yep. and they kick the shit out of the Golden State Warriors. I was of so game seven. So pumped. Oh, I walked out of there. I was convinced the Kings were winning that series. I, I was so fired up. But, you know, obviously we know the result. But that moment, no doubt. Mm. Like, one of the best Kings playoff wins of all time to go on the road in that situation. Yeah. You lose, you're gone and you win that game. That was fun. That was there. Like, you know how my memory works with seasons and, and games and like specifics and it doesn't always click, but there are so many moments from this last year in 2023 where it's like, Oh no, it wasn't, it wasn't like it needs to stick in my memory. It's like a feeling an emotion that is stuck in my memory. And it's just fantastic. Ugh, I love Such basketball. Well, we definitely said we're going to take some calls tonight. We're going to take some comments, you know, so why not go to someone who is celebrating new year's tonight? One of our favorites <laughs> who's been here with us really since the beginning. We welcome in to the show tonight on new year's Eve coach, Nick. What's up deuce. <laughs> oh whoa what is that shirt is that a is that a live uh morgan shirt yeah it is <laughs> oh. good, good wrestling knowledge by deuce mason uh how are you doing nick good all right why not it, wait tonight why not light the beam tonight why not light the beam why not light the beam for the new year are you excited for 2024 Yes. Are you excited for 2024, Morgan? I am. I am very excited for that. Morgan, I am. I'm thankful for that you guys are part of my life. You and Deuce are part of my life. And all all the Sacktown sports people like Jason Ross, Gary Gerald. And, Aww. you know, I, I, do, I do miss... Our own very own Jerry Reynolds. Yeah, yeah he's probably so, enjoying his retirement, enjoying well, his. Uh, just, to be, just to be, wait, t just to be hold clear, on, hold on. You don't, um, you miss him, but he's still with us, so that's good, Nick. Uh, Nick, I'm glad. I appreciate you. We're so glad you're a part of this uh, Deuce and Mo community. What was your favorite part about tonight's Kings win? Well, to see the game, to see the win, and you know, a win is a win. I and you know, 
When the Kings win, you gotta see a win. When does it win? Why not? Why not win? You know, I love that. It's simple. A win is literally a win. Nick, how are you celebrating New Year's <laughs> Eve tonight? Uh, well, we're just hanging out. Uh, probably gonna watch the ball come down tonight. Are you gonna wow. stay up till midnight? Wait, tell yeah. me, did someone just come in and wipe your yeah. face? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That I love mom. Oh, your that's mom, so sweet. I, number one, I love that Nick's mom came in there so fast. That was as fast Smart as she could. Mom Just move. a quick, she saw a little crumb on his face, came in there. Sw- that was great teamwork yes. by Nick's mom. Yeah. Give, it up, oh. give it up to Nick's mom. Give it up to Nick's mom. About Nick's dad? Nick's, Nick's, da- Nick's dad's here too. Awesome. He was, he was the one telling Nick's mom, hey, there's something on his lip. You got to yeah. get that. So then she swooped in. Just great team effort by all of you guys in there. Great teamwork. Hey, dudes! I heard, I heard you see, I heard you see, I heard you had when you had to go to the bathroom. I you say, I said, dudes had to go pee. Yes. Okay. Said, Don't talk about that. I said tinkle. I said I had to tinkle. It was tinkle time. Tinkle time. For- uh, well, he did it on he did it on sports eleven forty sacked on sports. Yeah, I did back. I, can you believe it? In twenty twenty three, we did a sports radio show for a few months. I that was amazing. Yeah. Um, well, Nick, we I have to talk to you guys on there. I know, but you get to talk to us here too, um, Nick. Yeah, we're so glad you're part of this podcast community, and we thank you so much for checking in. As always, you enjoy the night with the family. I hope you stay up till midnight. You're gonna make it till midnight. Yes. Why not make it till midnight? Why, Why not? not? Why not? Yes. <laughs> All right, Nick. Well, uh, I know you're staying up, but later tonight, sleep beams. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. There is Nick That's in cute. the family checking in. How cute. How about his parents making that is a debut so tonight? Cute. That's great. How about Nick's dad? <laughs> That's great. Uh, let's check in with uh, Manny. Manny what? is here on a New Year's Eve. Manny. Oh, wait a second for Manny. Manny, if you're here, hop in at some point. Um, yeah, that was really cute to see Nick's family. That was ador- adorable. Are we also going over our lows of 2023? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just messing with you, Jesus. I, I was, got offended. I was like, I, no. You will not bring that to this podcast. No, not at all. No. Yeah, they're just... 2023 was a really fun year to be a Kings fan and like you know we all have issues that go on in our lives our personal lives that can be challenging and you know it's it's nice when sports can provide a distraction but it's even more nice when the distraction is like oh my god this team's fun they're winning they're playing fun basketball and we can kind of all enjoy it together yeah I I didn't I think because I hadn't experienced winning basketball as an adult for a team that I rooted for, obviously, mm-hmm. that I didn't, I didn't understand the, um, the importance to it. Even though when I say that, I don't want everyone to just think that like my life is not good. <laughs> the games aren't good because I'll figure it out. Sure, but it wow, does it just make things that much better? Oh, and one more thing, I feel like after tonight's win too. What are we at? 30 game sample size? 31 games. 31 game sample size. So sample size, 31 games we're at in this season. And I really think now, Deuce, at 17 and 12, yes, I 
I believe what they're nineteen and twelve. Damn it! <laughs> you can't do like, math. Seventeen and twelve would be twenty nine. They're nineteen you. and twelve. I can't. Just let me just figure it out for me then, okay. really quick. God, just like do the math really quick. Um, at nineteen and twelve, um, that I want to be better after some of these losses now. And I think sometimes because our expectations are so high, but we're also, we are seeing that their record is better right now than where it was last year at this time, where early on when people were saying that, oh, it's around the same record. I'm like, yeah, but their losses are shit. They're dog shit. They really have been throughout the beginning of this season. But I feel like they needed that time to have dog shit moments to figure it out and get back into it. Now, we haven't seen them go against a Celtics team since I'm saying this, right? Like I needed I it would be sure. nice to see them when they go back up against the Clippers or um The Pelicans coming up by the way next week. E- the Pelicans yeah, that yeah, is yeah. a perfect example. How are they going to show up there? If it still ended up in a loss, I just need it to be a good game. A a I need to come out of that game being like that's the style of basketball I need them to play, but my God, they still couldn't get the win. Where I think I just keep leaning toward like really not okay after losses because my expectations have been so it's high. It's not just because your expectations are high. It's because how they've lost this year. Sure. I mean, when you're losing by an average of 15.9 points per game, sure, that's going to cloud your judgment where you're going, what, what is happening? You know what I mean? But if they're figuring it out in the wins, then I do. I just, I have to give a lot more energy into that as well. Yeah, you definitely enjoy the wins. You have to. It's not just enjoying the wins. It's it's. They've had some really good wins. That's this year. what I'm saying. I mean, OKC is on fire right now. Yeah, they've beaten them twice. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and the Kings are in the fifth spot right now as it stands in the Western Conference. I'm just I'm just being cautious of how I go about this team the rest of the season, and um, I know last year I was very nonchalant with like um oh it doesn't matter what the win losses it matters with what the product is on the floor and this year is more like okay win losses where i think i need to find more of that balance this year question for you morgan yes where, where's your buzz level right now on a scale of one to ten i don't you know it's funny i thought i was gonna feel a little bit more buzz i feel energetic okay like i cool. feel like good i don't feel like i'm at a seven of buzz yeah i think it's because i haven't had dinner yet so it's just hit me Deuce. yeah we we haven't even mentioned the um the games coming up you do you what? want me to or are you gonna no. slur all the way through it i'm not slurring i'm enjoying some champagne i'm just being honest with you guys it's new year's eve it's not like it's a random tuesday when they're playing the hornets the king's next opponent coming up on tuesday by the way the charlotte hornets come to town <laughs> and then they play back to back the next night they take on a really tough orlando magic team Orlando's going to be on the second half of back-to-back, too. They're playing against the Golden State Warriors the night before that. And then they play Friday night against the Raptors, who made a big trade, right? They got R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly from the Knicks, trading OG to New York. And then Sunday, a rematch with the Pelicans. (sighs) If you were to pick two wins during the stretch, what wins would you pick? Hornets, Raptors. I want the Pelicans game. I mean, Give what me do I Pelican. want or what? what I, the, what you want. Oh, what do I want? I want the Pelicans and the yeah, Magic. Yeah, yeah. I need to see I mean, them beat well, the Pelicans. Yeah. Who am I kidding? Yeah, the Hornets <laughs> game, you got to win that game. Orlando's going to be tough, but, you know, you're at home. Uh, Raptors, they're weird right now, trying to implement some new pieces in the Pelicans. Who knows? 
Uh, Manny is here after we went to him last time. He was not there. Now he is here. Hi, Manny. Hi, Manny. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good, man. Uh, happy New Year's to you both. You too, man. What do you got going on tonight? Uh, I'm past the going out stages of life. We got the little one at home just relaxing. Yeah. Good. Good for you, Thinking man. Little... Man, last couple of games kind of little got a little bit feels a lot better going into the new year i thought uh with the atlanta game i thought it was kind of like uh if you could pick one game that encapsulated the whole year so far i think that was the game we saw the best and the worst of the team in one game <laughs> uh and then today was just it was a beautiful thing to see um i still have a lot of concerns right like i think everybody does um i have I know a lot of people have been trying to get on Mike Brown lately. I feel like that's just crazy. Um, but one thing I want to say about that is I do think at some point you do have to kind of pick your top eight, nine guys, right? And then you've got to ride with that. Like, I feel like there's so many extremes. You got somebody like Keon who goes from the starting lineup to no minutes at all, basically. Davion was like that for a while. Like, there just seems to be extremes with a lot of the guys where – Sasha gets no, you know, unless it's garbage time like it was today. Like, you don't see him at all. Like, I, that, that's the only thing. The only criticism I have of Mike, and I wouldn't even say it's criticism, is I just wish yeah, whatever he is, you got to stick with it. I'm with you. I would like to see an extended run trying to build some chemistry with that second unit. Because you, you kind of know, like, your second unit, you know Malik and Trey are kind of going to be your guys for sure. Mm -hmm. I think Alex Len is making a serious case. The Davion Keon thing is something to follow. Obviously, I don't know what the herder situation is. Is he going to continue to come off the bench? But you can only play so many guys. Yeah. I would love to see more Sasha. I just I'm I think Sasha can help Me this too. team. I think he is a really good shooter. He moves well without the ball. I think defensively there's going to be some tough matchups, but he's a pretty good team defender. He's long, gets deflections, good rebounder. It's just crazy he is not playing at the moment but you know that that's what happens when you're still trying to figure out all right who who's on your bench who can contribute on a consistent basis my one criticism of brown would be like hey you don't expect perfection like let these guys mess mm -hmm. up on the court without benching them right away of course you're not going to let like someone get abused like four possessions in a row morgan but i don't know like if sasha has one breakdown you don't have to pull him i i you know, there's a few things to this and just kind of what you're saying with first Manny in the rotations. It's, I think sometimes we are set in our ways of this is how you do it traditionally. Mm -hmm. I would feel more that way if we were closer to the postseason. If we're, if we're closer to the end of the season and there's still um, not a clear definition of, who you who your guys are coming in in that second unit. The reason why I'm kind of down for the experimenting still. Now, in the past with Kings teams, uh, there was no rhyme or reason because nobody was good enough. Where this, I think there are guys that are good enough, but there are just certain things that aren't clicking, that aren't working, and then health uh, through so many different rotations off as well. So I think right now, really just going with what is working, I'm fine with. Because he's not trying to go to Matthew Delavadova. And 
no disrespect to Matthew <laughs> Delavadova, but I'm, I mean yeah. that I, I don't mean to be rude about that, but it's like, like, that's not his decision. He's not, I need energy. I need a vet out here. So I'm just going to go to Matthew Delavadova now. It's like, he is going back and forth with Keon and Davion because they both have created and, and made an impact within their opportunities. You know, they have shown up. So that's why I'm, I kind of like that. He's still trying right. to figure it out, but I'm with you where it's like, okay, we do need to get to a point where he does figure it out. And yes, I'm with both you guys, Sasha need, I, I would love to see just a little bit more of him. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know where Mike Brown and his mind is with that. And Kings fan Sneak, one of the OGs in our chat, says Sasha is hunted every time he is out there. No, he, he definitely gets hunted at times, for sure. He doesn't get lost all the time, though. And no. like, I want him... You know what I need? I need him to face these challenges in the regular season. We're not. This is not the playoffs where like guys are getting hunted and they get played off the floor. No, have him face these moments. He's got to get this experience taking on some of these players learning their tendencies, being faced with some adversity out there. Let him experience it now because you may need him later. I hear what you're saying. I still think Sasha's good enough to be out there. I do too. And I think I've seen enough of him defensively. Yeah, he's at last. But I've, he's done some things that I yeah. think surprised us defensively he's too. He's a good team like, defender. Whoa. Yeah, a very good team defender. And uh, so I'm like, I, and I didn't really see him play bad to the point where I thought he was going to get benched like this. Like, yeah, he had spurts, but I thought – Everybody did, right? And uh, everybody on that bench has had some major ups and downs. So I was like, all right, well. But again, like for me, it's still in Brown we trust. I don't really question it to the point of like, well, how I see some people on the internet get ridiculous. Um, it's just like, all right, Brown, well, whatever you whatever yeah. you decide, I'm rolling with it. Let's go. You know, uh, it's not a perfect team, obviously. But I said it before and I was like, hey, I think that sudden ending of that 16 years drought and everybody got so hungry and it's like, oh, the next year we got to wait. Like, there's a process to this. Yes. I know everybody hates hearing that, but there's Thank a process you. to this. Manny. Even at Michael Jordan Bulls did not win a championship as soon as Mike got there. It took them eight years in the league to get to the point of learning how to lead a team to a championship. Appreciate it, Manny. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Thanks for the support. Guys, Seriously, it means a lot. You're always been so good to us. Thank you. No, thank you guys. And... I give a special happy New Year's to Carlin. I can't wait till we can call him Hot Wheels again. Let's go. <laughs> Appreciate Let's that. Go. Yeah, Carlin's going to be back in 2024 for sure. Appreciate it, Manny. Love that last point that he was making. About Carlin, yeah. About Carlin and about just Patience? them. It's, it, it's so many people. I have something on that. And that, I guess that, that was my whole point even for me when I talk about this team going forward after losses is like really even having a little bit more, not, not justifying shitty basketball, but patience when things are being experimented. Yeah, I mean, look, the Kings are 19 and 12 right now. Yeah. They're 19 and 12. 19. We've been 12. waiting years and years to be like, they're 19 and 12. Last year was awesome. They were 19 and 12 last year. Okay. Perspective. Perspective is important. The Kings have been losers for a long time. Most of their 39 years in Sacramento. My point to this is there was a time in the late 90s when the Kings were starting to go in a better direction, right? Yeah. When they had that run of winning seasons, becoming an eventual championship contender. They started Jason Williams, Nick Anderson, Corliss Williamson, Chris Weber, 
and Vlade Dibots. Okay? And they they were fun. They were entertaining. Two years later, they started Mike Bibby, Doug Christie, Peja Stoyakovich, Chris Weber, and Vlade Dibots. How do you remember that? That those teams, the, the the first team I mentioned made the playoffs, right? They had the success. Tweaks were made, right? They made yeah. the subtle to they 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 traded Corliss Williamson, a super this talented player, and got Doug Christie. Okay. They trade Jason Williams, very controversial trade at the time, for another young point guard in Mike Bibby. We all want instant gratification, even more so than ever in 2023, because everything's instant. We can go on Amazon right now and order something that could arrive in two hours. We can get alcohol delivered to our house with Drizzly. Drizzly! Drizzly! Okay? There's so many things you can get right now. I post a picture. Someone liked it and commented. Everything is in our face. We don't have to go rent a movie. We can pick whatever movie Mm. we want online. Amen. This team should... You don't just go from like first round to championship. Name me the team that's done that. It doesn't happen. So the defending champion Nuggets, did that happen overnight? No. They have the best player in the NBA in Jokic. They didn't just go win a championship overnight. What they did, they made some tough decisions. They traded guys that were part of their core, right? Gary Harris, Mm -hmm. Will Barton. These guys got them to be a competitive playoff team, won them a lot of games. But they made the moves, the tough decisions. They trade Gary Harris. Who'd they get in return? They trade Gary Harris a pick and something else. And they got Aaron Gordon, missing piece. They didn't win a championship the next year. They eventually did. You you do have to exert some patience here. It doesn't mean you can be like content with like, don't make any moves. Of course, Monty and Wes Wilcox, they they have to be aggressive with going out there making moves but it doesn't have to happen this year i know we all want it yeah. we all want this is why you watch sports is to see your team finally win a championship or compete for a championship all i'm saying is be patient this team has all the flaws that we've talked about after every single game with harrison barnes at times and kevin herter and the bench play backup point guard the defense the list goes on they're 19 and 12 I'd much rather be having these problems right now at 19 and 12 than 12 and 19. Hi, I'm Deuce Mason. Hi. I feel like I just cut a promo. And yeah. I feel like if this was in front of a live crowd, they'd be like, Deuce, Deuce, Deuce. No, yeah. they would be raising their hands with questions because that No, be- they'd be going like this, putting their hands up in the air like I'm Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. Acknowledge me. Got it. <sighs> anyway. Enjoy the ride is my point. You had so many bad... I mean, how many times have I said this story? Back in the day when we first launched Night Chat, this was during the pandemic, 2020, when we thought, you know what? One day we were on a walk together and we said, hey, why don't we start going live after Kings games? Okay, let's do it. We did it. Little did we know going live after every Kings game would be pain because we would have to go live after... A nine-game losing skid oh and my God. another nine-game losing skid, and ask questions about God. If the, some of the clips I've seen from old podcasts, yeah. uh, at what point do you play Kyle Guy? Oh, you know, look, Daquan Jeffries. I, I you throw him out there. Yeah. My point is, hey, we experienced some tough, 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 tough times. Yep. These are the good times right now, and even if during these these good times, there's 
challenges along the way. That's life. Just enjoy the journey. I mean, that's right. literally like no matter how good life is, like there's going to be challenges thrown your way. It doesn't mean that your whole life is ruined. Like how do you deal with those challenges yeah. and still enjoy everything else that is positive and going on? I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think sometimes like when it's, when there's irrational thinking, when it comes to something I love so much in that being basketball and that being Kings basketball, yep. it's, it's really, it's tough for me. And so that's why even me, I'm like, I started taking a step back and analyzing how I was going about some of these games and what I really feel about this team going forward. And yeah, I, I think, I, I think we're going to see more ups and downs this season but only to lead to ups. Amen, Morgan. Amen. 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 People in the chat firing away. Appreciate everyone being here with us on a New Year's Eve. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe, by the way. It. It's great. It's great. It's great to be doing this on a holiday. Is there a little more left for me? There's a little more left for Juicy? Thank uh, you. You need to eat, bro. Okay. Okay. Settle down. I can't remember the lyrics to shut up and light the beam. I said, Morgan, hey, can you give me a little bit of champagne? <laughs> I just need to show you the pour she gave me. This was okay? it. This, And I know audio people, you can't see this, but just imagine, okay? This is the pour that she gave That was it. Me. And wait, no, no, you can't even tell. That looks more than this what it is. This is a drop. Dude, because your hand is like this on the camera. Yeah. Just in and, <laughs> and mine, I had already <laughs> hey, started. Hey, Morgan, can I have some? Are you shitting me? I had already you started have tripled mine. the amount. And you said you are on a level seven of buzz okay. off of champagne where I'm like a level three. Like, let me sip. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Scott in the chest is happy new year's brother. Scott holiday. Okay. I'm re I recognize that name. Great seeing you still killing it. Mm -hmm. Came a long way since Barrett news and radio. I can't wait to see what you do in 2024. Shout out Barrett middle school. Carmichael nine, five, six, oh wait. Always Scott. Good to see you in the chat, man. Happy New Year, my so friend. Sweet. Um, Gavano says Deuce is cut off. A lot of people mentioning <laughs> the Quan Jeffries. Oh my God. Uh, also, what a crew. That was a team. Remember trading Corliss. Dude, Deuce represent so much love. Be patient, y'all. Yeah. It's, I know what we all want. And that's what I try to check myself on with this team is like mm -hmm. when people are frustrated and just trade this guy, trade that guy. How is Monty not picked up the phone? And the reality is the energy is all the same. We all want the same. It's like, we just want to see a winning team. But I was going to, but go around the league. You guys, the, some of the best teams, yeah. the fan base is, are saying those same things. And it's not like we're getting a whole bunch of Woj tweets breaking all these trades that are going down with all these other GMs as well. It's just not rational yeah. thinking is all. That's all. I, yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like, no, that's not how, I mean. We did see the first big trade sides. of the season, though. OG Ananobi did. gets traded by the Raptors to the New York Knicks for Emmanuel quickly. He was also well, OG. Uh, who else got traded in that deal? Oh, RJ Barrett. <laughs> No, no, from the Raptors. Oh, uh, Malachi Flynn. Uh, precious. Precious. Achua. Precious. Achua. Yeah. Uh, got traded to the Knicks in exchange for RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. What? Don't drink, kids, because, like, it, you will also. You, you're usually so crisp and on fire with this shit, and, like, you're. The fact that you couldn't remember a name. You need anyway, um, some food. So. 
I know there was a lot of talk about OG to the Kings potentially. Yeah. The Kings weren't going to be able to get that deal done, especially with what the Knicks sent over. I, I am 100% convinced that Masai was like, yeah, we'll, we'll trade you, OG. Keegan Murray, please. Yep. Keegan Murray. They'd probably be like, Keegan Murray, Malik Monk. Would you do that? Hell no. Hell no. And I like OG. I just was not going to give up Keegan Murray for OG because I'm too high on Keegan Murray. I'm not too high. I'm very high on Keegan Murray. He can be a legit two-way threat in this league. He's probably the Kings' most versatile defender at this point. He's taken huge strides in this game. I think his offensive ceiling is much higher than OG on Anobis. But that deal, okay, you kind of see it for both teams. Like, I do wonder what it would have looked like if OG had been traded a year ago Mm -hmm. when... I think a lot of teams were interested. Maybe they would have gotten more picks back. And not expiring. But all things considered, I think Masai Ujiri didn't do bad. I mean, RJ Barrett goes back to Canada. Good for him. Yeah. He's still young. I'm not the biggest fan of his game, but he's 23 in a new environment. That's cool. I'm super high on Emmanuel quickly. Tom Thibodeau never trusted him. Never allowed him to shine. I think he's going to thrive big time with the Raptors. It's a good environment for him to be in alongside Scotty Barnes, who's having... An amazing season. Like, his numbers are outrageous. And then, sorry, mosquitoes. No, I, he's been here all night. Um, And then OG going to the Knicks. So they're going to have to pay him. I like OG. Well, I like him. I just don't know. I'm so, I always get confused by him because I think he's got the size. He defends. Yeah. I just think offensively, does he give you exactly what you need? He hasn't been the most dur- durable guy either. Well, what I will say, two things, be, and I'm just going to be honest. If he was traded to the Kings... That would not have been the line that you just said. No, but here's the difference. I think, well, one, he wouldn't have been traded. If he got traded for Keegan Murray, I'd be like, no, no, no. I'm not even saying for Keegan. Just just, just add to this team. It'd be great because I think, I I just don't look at him as a primary option offensively. And I understand he's joining a team with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. He doesn't have to be that guy. But the reports out there is he wants more of an enhanced role offensively. I'm not sure he is that guy. I just don't know. Th- I don't think he is. Well, but defensively, yeah. If he was added to the Kings, a big yeah. If you had him with Sabonis, sure, and Fox and Keegan, it'd be outrageous. Yeah, his role, all those things, and and you know, you you said like, hey, Knicks will have to pay him. You know, expiring contracts. So you even look at Masai getting rid of someone who still had high value with an expiring contract. So someone's technically taking that risk, right? And being like, okay, um, can we keep him here? And I think with that for OG, it's great for him because then he gets to a little bit of a taste of New York. Well, and that, if it doesn't great. go well though, that's what I'm saying. Right. So Tom Thibodeau is going to love him because he defends. Correct. Right. And he's going to get after it, defends multiple positions. That's what I love about him. And that's why I was like, God, he'd be a perfect fit here if you didn't have to give up Keegan. But that was just unrealistic. There's just a different pressure in New York, right? Especially if you're trying to get paid there. They're going to expect you to score more than 15 points a game, right? So... I don't know. I mean, I, it's it's tough. I think he's a good player in this league. I think sometimes I he gets a little do. overrated. I think he's a really solid player in this league. A really special defensive player, but offensively, I just don't think he is there. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that and one plays out. And how old is he? 26, 25, 26? Uh, 26. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's got... Su- he's all the it's tools. There. If he stays healthy, it's you there. see what he can do out there. It's just like, okay, like... 
how how impactful can he be when for I, your team? When I first saw this trade go down, it felt like, oh man, one of those names, you you know, you're not gonna see the Kings uh get add, tweak, what however you want to look at it. But then then you go in rational mode and you go, okay, well, what would they have had to give up? And uh, that alone was like, oh yeah, no, 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 that's not, that's not the deal. That's not the one. Um, I don't know who it is that the Kings need to go for to make that tweak, but sometimes I really am feeling like it's an under the radar guy. Some of the names I'm interested in. Yeah. And believe it or not, three of them are with the Bulls, but. Believe, uh, believe it or not. DeMar DeRozan, a guy Duh. that can get a bucket, expiring deal. I know he's older, but he could fit in. He's not going to try to do too much. I just think he's a good passer, really good mid-range player. And you're like, oh, but the spacing. Well, Fox hits threes now, so I don't really care about that. It's a guy that can get to the free throw line. He's been around the league. He's been on winning teams. Good I like expiring. DeMar DeRozan. Okay. Al- obviously, Alex Caruso. Like, y- just yes, everything. Can defend multiple positions, plays hard, decent size, love Caruso. I also like Patrick Williams as a flyer guy, like a young player who I think has more to give than maybe he has shown in Chicago. And then another guy that, you know what, I, I'm i backtracking on this a little bit because what he got in free agency, I was like, oh my goodness, I, pff, are you kidding? Is Jeremy Grant. And You're back on. You're back on. Jeremy Grant, and because I don't, although his contract's a lot, it's a shit ton. It is. But the cap's <laughs> going to go up, and it won't look as bad once the cap goes up, especially with the new TV deal with the NBA. He's what you need. He can he can score. He could shoot the three. He defends multiple positions. He is long. You know, people give him too much shit for going to Detroit. It's like, well, why do you go to Detroit? Because he wanted to be that guy. He did. And w- the misconception about it is this. He didn't go chase money there. He got paid. Denver offered him the same to stay. Mm-hmm. He elected to go to, to Detroit. He knew Troy Weaver. He connected there, and he felt like he could show what he could do offensively. And guess what? It worked. He eventually gets traded to the Portland Trail Blazers, still shows what he can do and have a larger offensive role. Got paid by them. I'm interested in him a little bit. And then on the Blazers, another guy, Matisse Leibel. Matisse yeah, Leibel. I Those mean, are some guys well, for me. and with... Thibault, I felt like his three started actually coming into play once he went to Portland, right? Yeah. Once well, I don't he went know to Portland. That's what I was gonna say though. I was like, I don't I don't know where his three's at right this at this moment. But again, another person that you don't need to have a big role on the hey, offensive end. He's taking four threes a game this right. year. Thirty seven percent, almost thirty eight percent. That's his defense alone yes, is like the yes. perfect the, the perfect size person that you want in there. Um, so not only can he defend, but he is capable. I think he's a willing cutter. So having someone like him that understands the game well, will slash. So by the way, which when we were talking about Sabonis, I text you that I was like, Sabonis's passes tonight, the, the amount of space that it, it needed to get to whoever was cutting, it was a backdoor by Keegan. It was just like a perfect little lob or like Trey Lyles. Here's a perfect little bounce pass. Just my point is, yeah, Sabonis would make whoever better. I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. And I think the other thing too is, um, I think some of those names I mentioned, I think Caruso will be pretty expensive. I don't know what DeRozan will fetch on an expiring deal. Obviously some teams would be interested in him. But like I, I like a Jeremy Grant trade, you don't have to give up a Keegan Murray in that deal. Like I'm all about like you keep the the, the core together. 
Um, that's Fox, Sabonis, Murray. I, I even put Monk in there, to be honest. I don't want to give up Monk. One, stud of a player, great off the bench, great for vibes. Uh, Pascal Siakam, it sounds like he's maybe still on the move at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, the Raptors are still going to shop him. I like Siakam, too. I just, I it's think dealing with as well. Masai Ujiri is tough. Right, right. So, so have fun with that. But who knows what that's going to all look at, like. Um, who knows what that's all going to look like. Hurry, I'm just amazing. Okay, Morgan. You're so funny. You're so funny. Was 2023 my funniest year yet? No. I think 2024 will be. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Why are you feeling about 2024? I feel Before you answer, oh. let's. Uh, <laughs> I've acknowledged super chats tonight. Geeky Nana donated five bucks. Open mic donated five bucks. Saying I got five on the finest ganja. Five dollars can help pay for or the doggy fund. Happy New Year's. Zay donated five bucks. Thank you. Happy New Year. Y'all are the best. Light the beam. Shout out to I Miss Luke donating five bucks. Uh, light the fa. That's feet and paw. I know. Thank uh, you. Also, I Miss Luke. Is that Luke Walton you miss? Uh, <laughs> And fourth quarter sports donated two Canadian dollars, saying TV deal is a great point, Deuce Mason. Hey, I had that Deuce Mason part. Thank you guys for all the donations. That's yes, far too kind. And thanks for being here. That's been the coolest part. I just I love I love hanging out with you guys. But seriously, on some of these holidays, and especially on one like this where um, Carlin has two legs and can't shit or pee on his own. But just an update. Carlin actually has four legs. Oh. Two of them work. <laughs> yeah. He did not lose his legs. Oh, wait. A quick update on Carlin, by the way, for those who don't know. What? Carlin's making progress. There are signs that 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 the back, that back side of Carlin that's been paralyzed before the surgery, post-surgery, starting to come back a little bit. He's starting to move a little bit better. Mm. It's going to be a process. Don't say, I mean, it come back. It's like, I think... I think there's feeling there is what it is. Yeah, I, that that's, means it's starting to come back, maybe. Like, he can't use his legs. I, I, I didn't say he was But in back. 2024, are we predicting Carlin will walk again? I'm not making predictions okay. like that, to be honest, no. Because you know what? I have reached a point with him that if he doesn't walk again, it's okay. Yeah. If he's on a little wheelchair, it's okay. He what You know what is back? His personality, his energy, his love, his cuddles. That's Aww. a win. Two weeks ago at this time, Ugh. oh my God, oh, it was almost two weeks ago. Scary. That I had to take him in for emergency surgery as I put him in the car and was bawling, absolutely bawling all the way to the bed. I, I didn't know what was going on. So guess what? Hey. He's doing better. Happy dog back there. Yeah. Sleepy. Um, what else should we hit tonight, Morgan? You just asked me something about 2024. Yeah, 2024. What do you, do you have any personal goals? Do you have any things you're thinking about? Um, well, this year, like reflecting is like, whoa. Dude, what a roller coaster ride. Huh? <laughs> what a blur. This time last year, we had accepted a job to host a radio show on Sacktown Sports that whoa. launched in late January. And then we. Late January or early? It's like January 23rd or 24th. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. But we accepted and agreed like late December. What? And then we did that. Blacked out. I'll never forget when it got to the point where like we were done there because we just couldn't do everything we wanted to do at a high level. We talked all about all this. But 
reflecting back about how challenging that time was and how like mentally drained we were probably on night chats too. Oh yeah. I, bar- I, I barely remember that time. Yeah. But I remember they were like, we told them we were like, Hey, we can't do it. Like we tried it. We we're very open with them throughout the whole time. Just transparent. And we're like, yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to stop. They're like, Hey, can you get through the playoffs? And we're like right before we, the playoffs. we actually can't. All right. Well, can you get through the regular season? We're like, didn't we? I don't think we did. did no, we? I think we got through the regular season. We did? Yep. Oh, I thought we it, didn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We got through the regular season. And then, because then that ended, and I remember then we had our live show at the end of the week that everything was over or something. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah, like even that, like this whole year feels like a 10-year span. Feels like so many different things happened within this year. And I, I felt like... We both, but I felt like I did a good job of even finding a little bit more balance of like, I don't know, just just interacting with with friends and um, and I mean also making friends in this business that are also in this business and that you're all like have the same passion and work ethic. It's just like everything aligns in the same personalities practically like it all aligns and just, I don't know, makes life a little bit easier. It's good to have that balance. I and I keep going, but no, are you going to go to someone? I wasn't ready. I was just putting oh. them over there. I was sorry to distract you. Um, no, but, but yeah, but anyway, I was going to, uh, I can continue after it too. About no. 2024 and everything. Too. <laughs> well, let's just go to this person. I, I was just getting them ready. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's okay. Is Jay in the chat? Who's Jay? Is this Jay? Uh, just chillax oh well your oh. full name's not on there just chillax how you doing man uh, <laughs> I, I, I go by i go by trevor i actually ran into you in the in the I, hallway the I, other day during do, the king's game Deuce. i do remember that man how are you yeah i honestly can't be better life Aww, is good that's it's, awesome it's incredible i graduated college got a job with the kings and about four other jobs to try and make ends meet and yeah Life's good. Well, good for you, That's man. Congrats. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're yeah. happy. That's the biggest thing. It, I mean, the Kings ended up making the playoffs before I graduated college, which was like all I could ask for. So we take Love that. Love it, dude. And now we we move on to this year. Kings are playing better than ever. The players are looking happy. Like, I don't know what it is about this team compared to like other teams. It might literally just be Sabonis. But like if you watch him play... Unless he's like getting screwed out of foul calls, he just always looks like he's happy. He's just enjoying <laughs> the game of basketball. And that's all I can ask for from a basketball team is to just enjoy the game. Whether you're winning, you're losing, you just got to play the game and have fun. And I appreciate that about this team. I love that. Dude, thanks so much for checking in, man. And happy new year. Yeah. And yeah, happy new year, guys. Lo- enjoy. Keep your happy energy through 2024. I love it. Heck yeah. Light the beam, man. Light, Light the beam. Love the it. Beam. Just relax. Trevor. Um, Morgan, that's talking about Sabonis. Yeah, he just brings that joy to the game. And even when he's not happy, he just plays hard. And I think that's infectious. I think he helped really shift the culture and made life easier for Fox. And so it's been awesome. Let's go back to 2024 because I didn't, I swear to God, I was just putting him, getting him ready. I was listening. It's, I have to multitask sometime. Let's mm-hmm. go back to 2024. You, you don't, know? you don't, it, it, oh, in okay. 2024, I think one of your goals should be um, justifying things with multitasking when it's like, focus on. One of your goals for 2024 <laughs> should be don't set my goals. Okay. They're mine, you son of a. 
I still, I still have two hours to help set your goals. Um, uh, 2024, just really quick. Um, finding that balance in 2023 was nice. I didn't really find a balance. Like, I think I thrive off of being busy and working sure. in that. But I don't know. I think uh, you and I are hopefully going to have, like, people representing us and taking our careers to um just the next level in the next couple of years and it would be nice and along that journey like what's so cool is that this this podcast is always involved in those talks and in those conversations and how it used to not be it used to just be like oh and they have a podcast everyone has a podcast and now it's really truly become not only something that we've been able to monetize and other local businesses find so much value in what we're doing, but it's, um, it's something that other people want to help grow too. And it's just really cool. Yeah. And we talk about appreciating the journey with just the team, but that's what I'm trying to do more of too. The last couple of years just enjoy this journey. Like I have goals, right? Like, mm-hmm. We were in Stockton last night. I was doing play by play for the Stockton Kings last night. You were that, that analyst, night. and I oh my god, that was loved so fun. It. I had so. I fun. feel like I had one of my best. I feel like I actually went. I didn't tell you this. I went back and was listening to some of my calls from the first year I did games, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Last like, night you did, yeah. <laughs> and just to kind of see where I am, I'm at now yeah. compared to then, and it's like, wow, I I feel the growth. Yeah, and I've learn the game. I become more obsessed about the game. And then of course the business. And so, yeah, I'm just enjoying the journey while also like staying super motivated to go to the next level. Yeah. It's fun. I'm just so glad that we can do this in our hometown. You know, I don't want to leave Sacramento. I don't want to have to leave. You know, I understand the nature of the business too. It's like, Hey, you might have to, if you want to reach the ultimate goals you want, but my mindset is like, dude, I'm going to do this shit here. And so, yeah. Just got to keep grinding. Yeah. Just got to keep grinding. And no, and I think that's what 2024 will be like a lot of that stuff. And um, just really in, in appreciating all the moments. Like even last night, like on a, on a game, I, I don't give a shit if someone else looks at a G League game like, hey, there's like 100 people watching. I act like there's millions of people watching and I don't give a shit if there really are millions of people watching, but my work and how I want to present myself is that. And that to me just elevates my work and what I do in some of those games. And I don't know. I just want to, I just want to keep getting better and just, it's so much fun. I love it. I just love it so much. I think it's a perfect time to get some final thoughts. We've been doing this more on the podcast. Final thoughts. Maybe of 2023. I know you just offered some. If you have any other additional ones, whether it's Kings related, anything. Um, when life gives you lemons. Yeah. Make lemonade. Never heard that saying before. That's deep. It's not at all, but it's truly something so simple that even, even like a little challenge or a bump in the road with like the Carlin. Like there's just so many times I just want to, cry with certain little things and i'm like hey you can cry but you have to you have to keep going yeah you know like like that's yeah it's it's like cry it out cry it out girl but keep going mod todd in the chat by the way says you guys got to keep going till midnight (laughs) we can't keep going till midnight but i appreciate you wanting us to 
Um, and also thanks to Fourth Quarter Sports for donating again. St. Con Games is not easy from a guy that does it, but self-awareness is so key. Appreciate yeah. that. Um, Thank you. My final thoughts. One, just I am so grateful for this podcast because I feel like it's led to so many cool relationships with this Kings community, this chat. You guys are so fun. It's fun. It's fun that we can come on here after every game, win or lose, and just talk it out, you know, enjoy the highs, vent about the lows, and just laugh along the way. It's fun to be able to do this each and every game, and I thank you guys for the support. You know, I don't want to bore you with all this, but we have grown tremendously over the last year, you know, and it's so cool. Not only just like, oh, we have new sponsors. I'm just talking about like from views to downloads. It's the highest it's ever been. And it's cool that there have been so many people have connected with this community and this podcast. Thank you for being here. Even if you're here every once in a while, if you're here every game, it doesn't matter. You guys just being here and being active in the chat for those who don't chat at all. Thank you for supporting us. Because I'll say this, the numbers can keep things going, but the relationships and the yes. connection yes. is like the the whys, is the reason why um, that we keep doing what we're doing. And I hope that you guys feel that same way connecting with us. So thank you. Yeah. And just my other message would be just keep enjoying this journey, man. Enjoy it. This is a fun team. Enjoy the ride. Mark put in the chat that he would like me to end with um shut up and light the beam just singing out to 2023 so i'm just going to lightly sing it without the music before you do uh, todd also just a damn no worries want us to stay on appreciate you guys working oh. all night at home by myself but this feels like i'm with friends as corny as it sounds it doesn't we sound feel corny. the same way no, no no i mean look i'm not going out on a new year's <laughs> eve i'm drinking champagne doing a podcast after a king's grizzly game with you my dog um, we love you guys. Seriously, you guys are the best and we appreciate you guys so much. So whatever you guys are doing tonight, I hope you guys reflect on this last year and look forward to 2024 and Morgan. Don't you dare look down. Can't you see that gleam? It's a lit up town. I said, shut up and light up. That ended like that. Yeah, just like. I thought you were going to do some of the beginning, too. Like, my, I thought you were going to do the whole song. <laughs> In that tone? Yeah. We were victims losing games. In the most dark and depressing ways. A joke of the league. It was a shame. Oh, we were bound to see the laser. Bound to see the laser. Mike Brown took charge. I don't know how it happened. He took the floor and he said, Oh, don't you dare look down. Can't you see that gleam? It's a lit up town. I said, shut up and light the beam. Happy New Year. We love you guys. Deuce bags and morons. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.